0: Come Holy Spirit, come and fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. Amen. So um, I've been thinking about time, and um, if I lose you on this uh, reflection I'm about to offer, I pray the Holy Spirit will grab your heart with something that you can take home with, okay? Um, Three weeks ago, Mark on Christ the King Sunday mentioned about Revelation 1 where it says, Christ the King who is and who was and is to come. And he pointed out it was is was first. Christ who is and who was and is to come. I don't know whether that's what kind of guided my thinking, but that was in my mind. I've been reflecting on it. Um, last week, Gabe spoke about signs um, of, the end of, the, of the end of the kingdom. And when things get tough, those are the signs, benchmarks. Those are the things God is going to restore. Y'all remember that last week? Uh, the beautiful. So um, I've been thinking about time as opposed to linear time as being circular. So are you with me there? All right. Um, Linear time, if Christ is and who was and is to come, that means Christ who is covers everything from beginning to end, right? Um, Alpha Omega. Um, Christ, the Word made flesh, the fullness of God, is before all time, hang with me here, (laughs) before all time, is in all time. um, And while this is true, um, is at the end of time. But even beyond, okay, I mean, hang with me. There is no end of time in God, right? Um, God will never not exist. Um, thus, we come up with a phrase like "time," you know, "infinitum," infinity. Um, that's exhausting for me, um, and it, it's hard to grasp for me. Um, if I'm thinking about how do I communicate the gospel in this infant reality, um, it's kind of like if you had a really tough time, I say, just hang in there. You know, God's going to show up one day soon, linear time. Or if we've got some thing in the past that's way back there and it's still haunting us, well, you know, it's way back there and we, we're really trying to move on. you hear what I'm saying here? Linear time to me is exhausting. Um, You know, our ancestors in the faith, the Hebrew people, they often looked at this was and is and ever shall be, not in linear, but in circular. Great example, not that they created the clock, but what about the clock? When's the beginning of time? Um, That was just one little thing, lots of things, you know. Seasons of the year, what's the beginning of the season of the year? Is it spring? Is it summer is it fall is it winter what's the beginning there it's circular and i think that when we read the scriptures not that it's not linear yes but it helps to look at it as circular that's how many of the jewish people look at it life happens guys and it rehappens with patterns that look the same with slightly different flavors and nuances and circumstances and resolutions. Um, are, you, are you still following me here? Um, and in the midst of this, God remains constant. And we see this in the creation fall redemptive narrative, do we not? It wasn't a one-time thing. It was over and over and over again. God acts And we respond in thanksgiving for a little while, right? Then our nature takes over, this fallen nature. God acts again. Maybe we've cried out. God acts again. And then there's redemption and there's rebirth, recreation, regeneration. All the re's happen in God over and over and over again. You know, Tuesday morning in my, my quiet time here at the office and I, I say that because when I moved here 22 years ago I had four young children and there was no quiet time at home in the morning So I would I would as we got the children to school I would come here and that's been my pattern and I'm, I'm learning to maybe do a little bit more of it at home But I'm still the guy that shows up early and leaves early You know and these are the guys that show up late and leave late, you know, so we got the whole thing covered You know, if you want us all, come somewhere in the middle, you know. But um, in my my quiet time on Tuesday morning, um, I was struck by this concept of time as I was reading the scriptures. And and what I was struck by for me was how healing it is for me to see our life within this repetitive God always redeeming, always rescuing um, his people pattern. Not just this happened here and and then it's going to, Somewhere down the line, God's going to do it. But it's in this whole scheme of life. I'm not talking about the circle of life, guys. I'm not talking about some weird. I'm talking about God is. And he was and he always will be. So um, that's kind of where I was going. I I, I geeked out a little bit and and typed in Hebrew Hebrew. Mindset or Hebrew, the Hebrew people and time, circular time, uh, unbelievable. What you can find in there, and the reason I did that because I was reading Malachi, which is our our first reading today, which is the last book um, on a linear scale um, in the Old Testament. Um, and what I found out was, and and I'm just going to be I did not realize. I always kind of thought it was the last word God had, you know, before before Matthew or before. The John the Baptist showed up, but many scholars believe this was written um, during the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, when when God had restored the people of Israel from Persia back to Jerusalem when they rebuilt the, the temple in the city. Um, you, you know the story, just say 550 BC, you're, you're going to be correct within about 30 or 40 years, you know. You know, the the captivity happened, I think, 587, although there's some people were taken in before that from the northern part. But the the point being is that um, this was written during that time. And so hear these words from that perspective and from the circular perspective. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. And then I'll just read down in verse four. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former years. Did you see what it's saying there? It's saying that in this moment of being restored back to Jerusalem, built the, t- the temple in the city. They did it in that order, by the way the temple first, then the walls and the city, um, that God had been doing this, what, in former days. This was a repetitive thing God does, restoration. And then it happens again over and over and over again. And I just got, I got so called up in that, um, and it took on new meaning for me. Um, the application could be seen um, of all the ups and downs of the people of Israel. Don't you know Did as they were reading this now, what they what are they hearing this? I'm talking about the people of of Israel. God's going to restore again what he's done over and over and over again from the Exodus event to just all the different ups and downs. And does it not speak to us as well? Um, We see the text of John the Baptist, do we not? How can we not? I mean. They put this all together so we could hear John, the messenger, prepare the way of the Lord. And, and I just was thinking about temple and, and God will show up in his temple. And I thought about when Jesus came into the temple. I think most of us know this story. When he came to the temple, not as a little boy, when he came into the temple in Jerusalem and he did something very angrily, what did he do? He cast out the money changers. It's in most of the gospel, okay? Okay. Um, Let me read you what Matthew says. And Jesus came into the temple. Once again, this is God doing it over and over and over again. He came into his temple, Jesus, and he drove out all who sold and bought in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold pigeons. And he said, it is written, my house will be called a house of prayer. But you made it a den of robbers. And then listen to this. Matthew's gospel. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Isn't that amazing? Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to the Lord as in the days of old, as in former days, and if you just kept reading that passage, he will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver, and they will bring offerings in righteousness. They will be healed and restored because the Lord comes into his temple over and over and over again. You know, life is one long timeline for me it can lose the relationship of what is and what was and what is to come. Life is linear, finds it hard to see how what happened way back there, I'm speaking, think about you children, way back there really has any significance to me. But if you put it within the whole scheme of God, it's just right there. However long back it has been, is there relevance for us? Um, A child, a few decades, if I was to say to you, um, a child, well, in 10 years, they go, oh, my gosh, 10 years? But if you put it in the circle of things, God does this and this, and we can put all of our joys and pains and sorrows there, our deaths and what God is doing. But seeing within the pattern of God's ever-creating, ever-restoring activity, for me, I can find comfort of touch points over and over over again you know psalm 26 i was just kind of thinking about this and i saw it in in the gospel but psalm 26 126 excuse me i was reading it when the lord restored the fortunes of zion we were like those who dreamed and i read the whole thing and i loved the i love the song that we the refrain we sang um i thought about that we can sow in the midst of weeping guys if we're in that if we understand that circular pattern Um, but And that's kind of where I was focused. And all of a sudden, I just grabbed my old King James. Anybody have an old King James? My guess is you probably do somewhere. Um, and I pulled it out, and I read. Listen to what the first verse said. The, the, what we read said, when the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dreamed. The King James says, when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, then were we like them that dream." Turned again. I like that. Over and over again. He did it again and again. What was he talking about? Everything. Everything. Um, You know, if we wonder together with our children, parents, here's a great Advent thing for you. um, Those of us like me, grandchildren. um, If we wonder with our children um, about life as circular, we can find so much more to stick together on and talk about. You know, rather than that stuff way back there, or way up there, um, take the two words behind me: grace and hope. Um, Any anyway, of you wonder what the heck was that all about? I just decided to do something different this year, and I, I pulled words out of the four colics for each Sunday of Advent. And um, I, I wasn't going to preach on it, but then I thought about it. Wow, grace and hope within a circle. Wow, that makes a lot of sense. You know, grace um, is that which God does and has done and will do in spite of us. That's what grace, God's favor towards us, unearned and undeserved. But what about this? God's favor and love freely given to us? It's not a payback gift. This is just a gift. It's like creation, it's like rebirth, it's like reconciliation that God does. And then hope is that which God promises because of the free gift. And so great Advent for you guys individually or as family or as couples or whatever you want to do, just draw a circle, put grace and hope anywhere you want to. Don't put them next to each other. Leave space between it because God gives, and in the midst of that giving, there's hope, is there not? And sometimes that hope is what needs to come, and sometimes that's hope because it's came. And we go again, grace and hope. Um, And if grace and hope were on a linear line, it would just be like grace and hope. Now, look, I'm, I'm all about, I'm all about God's gonna restore everything in the end. I mean, amen to that. But I wanna say this, he is doing that every day. He's restoring and rebirthing and renewing every day, every week, every month, every year. It's not just in the end. If it was, that, that's a long hope. And if grace and hope are within a circular time, we can put all kind of things in there, can't we? Think about your life, all that God has done, all the pains and sorrows, all the joys. Um, you know, Luke 3, 1 through 6 quotes Isaiah, every valley, every mountain, every valley, every mountain, um, This is my paraphrase. Obstacles will be removed. And we will behold the saving work of Christ. I believe that. Um, On a daily basis, um, as a community, as families, as a world, I hope, uh, time and time again, this has occurred in God's amazing story of rescue, hope, grace, over and over and over again. So I ask you this, what is God up to in your life? What is he doing? Are you seeing the grace? Are you hoping? Are you being restored? Um, are you in a need to, for hope again, for grace again? Where are you? My guess is lots of different places with your own personal life, with your family, with your community, with our church. What is God up to? Uh, put, it on circle, put it in a circle, not a timeline. Put it in a circle. Families, let me give you a thing. Talk about past Christmases. Just put it in there, both the joys and sorrows. I've been looking out there. I know there's been some. This is a tough time of year, is it not? Put it on there. There's hope. Um, there's grace. Hope and grace. God doing it in your life over and over and over again. Amen.